0: I so much time. Hold, hold.
1: I stopped. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> first chink in the armor, Helen. But,
1: <laughs> I tried to mute myself, and then couldn't tell if it worked or not. So I will stop now. <laughs>
3: Hey there. Welcome to the Board Game wag. This is Steve. I am one of five hosts now. Uh, so we'll quickly go around the table and see who else is here. We've got G-Money. How are you doing? Yep, I'm sufficient. Thank you. As per usual. Uh, Shane, how are you doing, mate? I am adequate. Thank you very much. Stealing that from G-Money. I love it. Um, and Dave, how are you?
4: Really fucking good.
3: Excellent. And if you listen to an episode, uh, episode eight that we did, we had Helen come on and guest host, and kind of showed us all how to host the podcast. So we thought we'd invite her back as a permanent member. So welcome, Helen!
1: Woohoo! Thanks, thanks very much.
3: Piping I'm excellent, noises.
1: by the way. Brilliant. Just to keep the trajectory going.
3: Yeah. Uh, now, well, I'm phantasmical. I guess we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> now, on top of having a brand new regular host, we also have ourselves a new guest host. And this person needs no introduction if you listen to the episodes we've had before because he's been mentioned in almost every one. It's Lucky Phil.
5: Yeah. How are you going? Woo. This Thank is you Lucky very much. <laughs> How are you all he's, going? I'm he's awesome. all the way from England. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, be nice.
3: So uh, Phil is going to take over the reins of the show. But before we hand them over, we thought we'd just do a bit of a grilling. Uh, so I might throw to Dave to get the uh, get the party started.
4: So, Lucky Phil, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about how you sort of know us and came into gaming with us.
5: Um, I literally – I snapped my ACL a couple of years ago and literally was just stuck at home for nearly six months when it was after the operation and got into board gaming. And one of the guys I bought a game off on the marketplace mentioned your group. So I rocked up to uh, – the aspley tuesday night game and i think it was shane i ended up playing a couple of games with shane we played wonderful world Hmm. and uh quacks if i remember correctly
6: yeah I, i remember that actually really well and i think you ended up buying both of those games
5: at the end didn't you yeah, because you introduced me to Dave as well, and he had the shop at the time, which was not <laughs> a good not idiot. a good thing. <laughs> Again,
4: funny story that that seems to come up a lot. <laughs>
3: I'll tell you what, that's a pretty good intro into um, a hobby too, those two games. That's a good start.
1: Um, and, Phil, you have some stuff in common with Steve because he also injured himself.
5: Yeah, that's that yeah. Was my lead into the hobby too, yeah. Yeah, you uh, you both your knees, I, I do believe, you said. Oh, in they're the the trash. Yeah, yeah. Actually,
3: this is a true story. I went to a specialist after getting an MRI, and uh, he looked at the MRI, and he went, well, these knees are a fucking catastrophe. <laughs> so, yeah, that was...
5: Uh, good on. Thanks, Doc. Uh, don't, don't ease into it, just to tell it how it is. So. I went to... I was, I was at the GP, and my wife was with me, and he goes, are you his wife? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, this man, worst knees I've ever seen. worst knees it's like yeah it's like (laughs) don't do anything half-mast mate just go hard or go home eh?
4: (laughs) so what did you do to actually tear
0: your
5: ACL that's a bit bit embarrassing believe it or not (laughs) I was I was hitting a tennis ball for the dog up in the field and when I planted my foot rolled my ankle went sideways knee popped done deal wow ouch it never happens so, doing
3: something cool, hey. Like nah, I, I, I literally walk- was walking from my work to my car when I did one of my knees. I'm
5: like, <laughs> come on.
3: It's, it's not all the
5: years you were playing rugby union or soccer, none of that. Karate. Yeah. No. Nah. Hitting the ball for the dog. Great stuff. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that they sound like pretty shit knees, both of you.
5: <laughs> well, um, I, end up, I, I end up with a, 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 some really bad sciatica and I had to go to the I went to a chiropractor and he was saying, apparently my right leg is two centimetres shorter than my left because there's literally no cartilage in the knee.
1: Wow.
3: All right. Well, to move back to uh, the board gaming sphere, um, I'll
5: throw to Shane.
6: (laughs) Uh, Lucky Phil. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. So what are your top three favourite games of all time? This should be pretty easy for you.
5: Our uh, number one's got to be Scythe. I still love that oh. game. Uh, Man of my heart. Oh, number two. Well, two to ten could almost change on a daily basis, but um, believe it or not, it's a 1980s game by Avalon Hill, and it's what really got me into the hobby when I was in the UK. And it's um, it's Civilization. Ah, and, yeah, okay. and this is way before Sid Myers did his games. And mm-hmm. yeah, the only trouble is it's it's a bit up there with TI4, Stop. where you can take Hang on.
0: It. I so much time. Hold.
5: Hold.
1: I stopped. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> first chink in the armor, Helen.
0: Yeah.
1: I tried to mute myself and then couldn't tell if it worked or not, so I will stop now.
3: I swear she's still interested in what you're saying,
1: Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on.
0: <laughs> we get out of a podcast 101, typing
2: into Google.
1: Uh,
5: my
3: bad. <laughs> I think we'll carry on from, like, your um, number two, and then we can...
5: Yeah, it's. Um, we went there, and it, I think it took... It was all day. We, it was about eight hours to play this game with seven of us because it plays seven. And yeah, it really sucked me in. And it's three boards, it's a huge table hog, and it's mm. just typical Avalon Hill, just cardboard chits. None yeah. of these miniatures. It was but round discs and cardboard chits. And yeah. oh,
6: well, man, I look forward to seeing you, that one. I haven't seen that yet.
5: Away. It was the only game I brought to Australia. It was the only thing I put in my suitcase. Yeah, right. I probably. No clothes, wait. nothing
6: else, just one board game.
5: One board game. <laughs> a pair of sunglasses and a pair of shorts because I was coming to Australia. <laughs> and I had to buy the shorts. To get shorts, you have to go to London to get shorts in Britain. <laughs> <can't buy> <laughs> and
4: there's That's English crazy. people in London.
5: Yeah. No, not many. <laughs> 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 oh. there's, there's more Australians in London than English people, come on
0: <laughs>
6: Alright, your numero three mate, what, what would it be?
5: Oh. No pressure oh. No, I, th- 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 that wasn't on the list <laughs> I know,
6: just thought I'd throw it in there
1: You're like, I only like two games I play two games and only two games
5: No, I've Got so many. Um, <laughs> what is the favourite one?
4: Tell us about it, Phil.
5: I can't even remember. I've got so many. They they just flicking through. You know, like a you hit the pokies. Yeah. I've got all these games going. Pick any one.
3: You don't have to get a tattoo of it. You can change it tomorrow. Yeah. It's fine. Oh,
5: tattoo. Yeah. Wait, I'll just have a quick look. No. That's not one. there. <laughs> he went
2: Scottish there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: number three, at the moment, I'd say it's The Godfather because, yeah, it's the one I want to play all the time at the moment.
6: I was going to okay. ask you, that would have to be creeping up there by now.
5: Oh, it's just, I like to take that. Like, in the last game we played, and uh, G-Money was in this one, I won the game, but, mate, hats off to G-Money. His last turn was fantastic. It was. He literally gunned down every single <laughs> one of my guys to try to stop me winning. <laughs> <laughs> and it was you just went like, against
6: the
2: family, Phil.
5: Ah, well. You I never go against the family. I, I, I made you an go. offer you couldn't refuse, and you said no. <laughs>
4: I think that goes against the definition of the thing, doesn't it? it?
5: (laughs) So, yeah, definitely. Good um, stuff. But they could change next week. Well, number three could. The first two are sort of locked in at the moment.
3: Uh, So you've played a fair few games with, uh, obviously, Dave, Shane, and G-Money, I'm guessing, Phil? Yep. So I've played a few games with those guys, and we've always had moments where the game has fallen into absolute hilarity and uh who cares anymore about what's actually supposed to happen uh so do you have like a most hilarious board game story you can share oh,
5: that you you've you mentioned here a couple of podcasts ago when we were playing western legends and the guy just completely demolished me and mm-hmm. i went okay i'm off to work and left and i just sat there <laughs> and you could not stop laughing you bricks. Good times, good
4: times. (laughs) It was pretty funny though, Phil.
5: It was. I still haven't forgiven him
0: though.
5: Yeah. Matt, Harris never forgets. I'm just waiting. I'm biding my time to really screw him over in a game. (laughs) Because he still turns up and plays. And I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm lulling you into a false insecurity prick. I'm going to (laughs) have you. <laughs> you know, do, you, do you carry a little
3: briefcase and a tie with you so when you do you can go oh, put your tie on, oh I'm off to work and walk out the door <laughs> Just,
0: uh,
3: I will be now <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: mm. alright and we'll round it out with a question from Mun. alright uh, Phil
2: what other hobbies do you have other than playing the board games
5: hobbies I tell you what, board games like got me into painting the figures I'm really enjoying I find it very therapeutic painting my little miniatures because I I reckon a a mini even badly painted still looks better than uh, a bit of grey plastic on your board Mm. and I quite like sitting down, glass of wine spending a couple of hours just Batch painting a bunch of uh, miniatures from mm. the the games I own because I own way too many. As do you. Yep. So 24? yeah, I like yeah that's the that's our hobby. Um, I like going. Oh, we, me and the wife like to go for walks, go up the you know um the it's like Mount Coolum, bush mountain ones which are reasonable for my knees yeah. <laughs> I Man, i did uh tibagagan again for the second oh I need the second time about a year or so ago don't know how i managed to get that done but uh, yeah that was fun nice. oh, yeah, good. Huh? you mean toboggan right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's one i'll do that as well
2: uh, like, good. yeah we're not from adelaide mate you don't have to say it posh or anything like <laughs> oh. Oh,
0: oh.
5: we went. I, I did a lot of the not extreme sports but i've done the bungee jumping and the skydiving like we bought ourselves me and the wife we're we're old enough now we've got everything we need so we buy ourselves experiences mm. so i like doing that sort of thing yeah nice
1: nice um Phil, I actually grew up in England, and uh, I have to say I agree with Oops. you. The thing that I—no, str- it's all good. <laughs> but the thing I—the str- <laughs> thing I, the thing I miss the most is the walks. Is being able to go and do a walk across the countryside, and you know, walk for four hours, and it just be fun, and then end up at a pub, you know, have lunch, yeah. and walk back.
5: And the styes, remember the styes where you you jump in through the fields, and they got the little break where they got a little wooden—yeah, yeah, just so you absolutely. can absolutely. So all the farmers' fields over there, they've got public right of ways, so you can just walk through the fields. Yeah, right. So My if the farmer, went. if the farmer doesn't like you, he puts a bull in the field. <laughs>
6: <laughs> 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 well, I must, I must admit that the English do do pubs really well. Can you, we haven't Brit- jagged can you see that British up
5: please, in... rather than English? Come on.
6: Okay. The British do pubs really well. <laughs> I feel they don't that. do beer in their pubs really well. It's a bit oh, warm.
5: No. no. <laughs> beer, they do well. You, what you call beer is sort of lager. Come on. It's not brown. It's, it's just chilled gold. So it's lager. Come on.
1: Yeah, they do stouts really well.
5: I had, I had a friend uh, who went over. Sorry, just, just I'm sorry, I'm going to
3: interrupt you there, Phil, because i just got to take a step back here. So hey, your friend. sales pitch. What? for British beer over Australian beer is yours is gold and ours is brown. (laughs) that's what you're running with?
4: I wasn't going to say anything.
3: It's all in the
5: flavour, man. It's all in the (laughs) flavour.
4: Yeah, I feel like we're going to have a beer discussion at some
0: stage.
5: (laughs) What I was about Mm -hmm. to say is that if you go to Britain, go to a pub, ask them what they've got on the whoosh. It's called the whoosh. And that's the name. It's basically, it's not nitrogenated. So they've actually got to pump it up with one of those big handles.
4: I had that. It's disgusting.
5: Oh, you're dead to me.
4: (laughs) 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 So what do you say if you go to someone in Wales, Phil?
3: What's occurring? What's occurring? That takes you back to Gavin and Stacey. Call back. (laughs) Oh. Thanks for that, Dave. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now the um, now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, um, we said that uh, Phil is a guest host and we've done other episodes in the past where we've just given people the reins. And uh, so we're still working with the formula that is is the one we'll sit with. But uh, this is the point in the podcast where I shut up, I pass the, the hosting rights over to our guest host, Phil, and uh, he can lead us down whatever garden path he decides to after that. So, Phil,
5: take it away. Well, I've got a bit of a list of what the uh, topics were from the last podcast. And what I've got here is, uh, what are your board game-related interests that aren't playing? Printing, organizing, collecting, running events, designing, that sort of thing. I think that question was already asked to me earlier on. So yeah, with your I'll, painting, I'll, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll now flick it over to you, Steve.
3: Oh, I was, I was about to have a drink of water and take a break from speaking, but sure. Um, <laughs> just <back that laughs> um, one, you're you're, you're yeah. just
5: underneath. You're just at the top on the list, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all good. That's all good. Uh,
3: so, yeah, it's it's a one. I'm not, I'm not a painter, so that's I don't do the minis thing. Um, I'm definitely a collector, although I've even slowed that down. The thing that I enjoy the most about the hobby that isn't playing the board games is definitely running events. That's like the most enjoyable time I have whenever I'm running an event, whenever I'm organizing all of the stuff, even from like organizing the room higher, making sure there's enough seats for everybody and the the space is going to be suitable where the games are going to go, all that sort of stuff, right up to, you know, in opening the doors and having people come in smiles on their faces, all that sort of stuff. Um, setting up the library, teaching people games, just sitting back. I remember the first time we ran one in Brisbane and um, it was with all of you guys were there. And at one point I just took a step back because I'd spoken to Dave about it before and we kind of expected about 30 people and we had 75. Um, and that was because we had to stop. We didn't have any more room. We had to stop selling tickets. And at one point <laughs> yeah. I just stood back and I looked at the room and went, holy shit, like, this we did this. Like we pulled this off and it was just like the greatest feeling. So and it's kind felt- of like when you get a feeling like that, you just want to keep repeating it. So yeah, that's definitely hosting
5: events. I know how you feel because we well, I helped Shane and Dave do the Are You OK day. Mm. And yeah, you turn up, you're setting up the tables, setting up the games, and then I, I don't think I actually played a game. I taught mm. three of them. I think I might have played in one of the teachers. But just watching people like, oh, oh, this is cool. And when you finish the teach, they're like, where can I get hold of this game? I want to go out and buy this. It's such a cool feeling that Mm. you've you've taught a game that not badly, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and then they want to rush out and buy that game straight away. And that's that's always a pretty cool feeling. And just seeing everybody... Chilled, enjoying themselves. There's no stress. It's, it's pretty cool. So yeah, okay. hosting events. That's me. All right, yeah. on to G money.
2: Oh, I love a good sleeving. Mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> of course you <laughs> do. Enjoy. Oh. I do enjoy sitting down for a day and sleeving a few thousand cards. I've done it a couple of times before. Took a day off work once to sleeve cards. <laughs> There's no
0: way you enjoy that. <laughs> like, oh, I enjoy
2: is a strong word. But it's not—it's not a bad thing.
1: Do, do you say. enjoy it the way you enjoy writing your top ten songs list? Is that what's going on
0: here? <laughs> no, no, I um, I put a lot of effort well, into the top to tens
2: long list. I did—I did miss one song off that list, though. But that's all right.
1: I learn no. a lot from that podcast, like not ever letting you choose the music at any event or uh, <laughs> carpooling.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Well, that's all right. I learned how to apologize to Hannah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to learn that real fast. Yeah,
2: but <laughs> you're still talking about my songs. Nobody else's
6: arches. And gee, I've never skipped a song yet.
2: Yeah, why would you? They're all golden. That's, I promised yeah. it. Uh, <laughs>
6: yeah. But I must say, you do sleeve a card really well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I um, I don't mind painting a little bit here and there. Um, what else? Don't do any three D printing because I'm not. I don't have. I don't know how to do that.
5: Don't have a three D uh, printer?
2: No, I think I've got like parts
4: of one. <laughs> Should look into you that. You know one, somebody. Right? You know somebody who does.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Get uh, Christy to else? do it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Christy's a good but, man.
6: But I think you slaved all my Arnak set. No, I didn't.
5: <laughs> <laughs> man. I, I sleeve. Oh, yes. He yeah, sleeved no. his own set. He and then no, you I accidentally did. took his
2: home. I thought you said <laughs> Unk. I thought you said Unc. No, Arnak, yeah. I didn't sleeve all your stuff. Yeah.
5: Hmm. Hmm. I sleeved all of Ark Nova while I was waiting for them to answer on the Telstra. You know when yeah, you a Telstra? And, they go, yeah. and a surprise. he goes, you are 201 in line. So I managed to sleeve every single card of Aknova wow. before they answered the phone.
2: That needs to be the new estimate. You can see three board games before <laughs> you will become our next <laughs> it customer.
6: It's got to be the new measure of best practice for Telstra.
3: Um, see, what am I going to do? Sleeving, though, is, it is one of those things that I, I was... At first, I'm like, ah, oh, there's only a couple of games I'd ever sleeve. You know, games that are card-heavy, like Dominion, those sort of things. But as soon as you shuffle sleeved cards, you're like... Oh, that's, that's like... That's almost... It's, 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 I won't I go as far as saying orgasmic, but there's something quite special about sleeving <laughs> mat sleeve uh, Shuffling mat sleeve cards. It's just... It's amazing. I
5: bought a game the other day. It's, it's Tyrants of the Underdark. It's, it's oh, yeah. a deck builder. Like, the game is fantastic. The components are shit. They are terrible. Apparently, if you want to get it, get the first edition because they've got the proper minis and stuff. But the card stock, like, I played somebody else's game on our last uh, game day in the uh, community place. And you cracked the game. And the cards were shown way by the end of that one game.
6: Oh, uh, okay.
5: So I'm there Is that like, because it's
6: got the black, the black border?
5: No, they got the black border, but the card stock was just crap. It was so flimsy. And it was just like, for such a cool game, it was so good. As a deck builder, area control. So much fun. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to sleeve my cards before I even crack this out.
6: Yeah.
5: It just needs to be done. Is it always a shame when you get a, such a good game with shitty components? Yeah, because there's so many bad games with great components. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, oh, really? Especially in this day and
3: age, you just can't, you just can't put out something that doesn't look good or doesn't feel good.
5: Like um, I remember that
3: Cleopatra and the Society of Architects game that came out, which was well overproduced. Like it was it took a game that was a day, old Days of Wonder game and turned it into this ridiculously like massive where you are actually like building um didn't you pieces build a, of the game
5: a, a temple or something didn't Yeah, yeah. Or? yeah yeah and
3: that's where the game and that's the game is building it right and again you've, you spend spent all this money on production and the card stock was shit and you're like I don't want to play this game cuz this is the part of the game that I actually touch and it's crap so that's that's how I feel you know like it just you've spent all this money at least go and get some decent cards
5: because it can't be that much of a difference just to increase a couple of middles of card stock. Mm. You know, and look, The Tyrants of the Underdog is, is a D&D, so it's is it now that do it? or mm. So, yeah. It, terrible production, but fantastic game. Mm. All right. We are now down to Helen.
1: Yeah, I don't really have too many board game-related interests other than obviously at podcasting. Um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed when Dave did have his shop set helping set up the stalls for that. Do you know what I mean? Putting out all the games, putting them in ways mm. that people could see them easily, grab them, look at them, you know, put them in order and things like that.
5: Spend um, money. Spend lots of money. Yep. <laughs> That's right. That.
1: Set it up for spending. Um, other than that, you know, I just as I've always said, love the social aspects. So it's just about the, you know, the talking to people about games, learning about new games, you know, finding out what's going on, what's out there. That's probably where I sit The social of the enjoyment of other things.
5: Yeah, the social aspect is, it's got to be the best part of it really, isn't it? Because Mm -hmm. I remember in one of the barbecue game days, me and Shane played a bunch of Martin Wallace's prototypes with him. And Be we careful, wandered we can't off.
6: mention one of them. <laughs>
5: no, we can't mention the <clears throat> game. But um, we wandered off, and he walked up to us as we were sitting down with it, and he goes, Do you mind if I join you for a drink? And it's like, You just spent like five hours with us. <laughs> you still want to mm. come and have a drink with us? Yeah, knock yourself out. And we ended up talking about history. Um, Oh, some of his older games, his newer games. And he's just such a nice guy. You know, he's a legendary designer. Mm. We'll sit down and have a beer with you, which I thought was pretty cool.
3: I've had the pleasure of meeting a few people in the hobby, like a few designers and whatnot. And they're all the same. Like there's none of this, uh, there's no elitism in this hobby. Not that I've come across anyway. Like everyone seems just to be happy to have a chat with you and whether that's over discord or whatever else, like, you know, we had um, Shem and Sam teach me Wayfarers on my 40th birthday. That was just awesome. I've had multiple chats bad. with them over the last year or so, and it's not just a name drop, but just to show that these are the sort of people. Like, you know, Roy Kennedy taught Shane and I how to play his last light game upcoming. And you just, you just swear that it was a mate that you had, that you play board games with every weekend. You know, it was just, there's none of this. There's no elitism. I've, anyway.
5: What was Roy's game like? I'm Brilliant! Super interested. Excellent! Good!
6: Really good!
3: Yeah, it's. Um, I really want Dave to play it because it, I, I, I think it's better than Ti4. Oh, it's
5: a, big it's a 4X four X
6: game under an hour.
3: Hmm.
6: At you can play it. At, I think I it at five players one one uh, game We had and it still, We finished under an hour. Yeah, we
3: played it with eight, and it, uh, I think it was just over an hour once. So yeah, it's great and it doesn't feel like you say that and you think well ti4 goes for eight hours you no way you can fit the whole experience and yes it doesn't have the negotiation so there's that but he he designed it purely because he you know he loves ti4 and it doesn't get to the table enough because it goes for too long so it, it has a lot of the feel of ti4 yeah. built into it because that's what he wanted so um you know really good factions they, that kind of the factions really remind me of ti4 mm. um but yeah, just a really clever game, and the way that the, the the board moves to indicate, you know, rotating around the sun,
5: and yeah, it's great. I suppose taking that was the last light was it? Yeah, taking yeah. the negotiation out of it would speed you up quite a lot, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, and it's more so that it's 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 is it. I don't want to say simultaneous turns. It is kind of similar and simultaneous, simultaneous but you, you kind of you've still got to. Other people have still got to know what you're doing, so you've still got to. Although it's happening simultaneously, it's not
5: like you're just focusing on your own thing. It's, you've got it's... to keep your eye on the uh, the enemy, mm. man.
6: But then, and yeah. then, and then, and then, once you've done all your moves, and then you go into the attack phase if there is going to be an attack phase happening. So, mm. and then, uh, and then, it goes in order. So, that's yeah.
3: good. Multiple pass to oh. victory too, which yeah. we definitely explored in our game, Shane. With I think Sarah ended up winning that one. Was that the one with Sarah? Well
6: uh she yeah she did art? she did yeah that's yeah. what we called it we, didn't we come up with the um the warmonger she got the, mm. that's where she got the nickname warmonger i think wasn't it because she, was she was killing everyone and uh um, yeah um, but I, i've played another game with roy and chris yee and we had um three players tie
0: <laughs>
6: um at the in the in the final piece and then it ended up um someone ended up winning by two uh that was fantastic Hmm. So Under an hour still.
3: Of... Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your answer there,
6: uh,
5: But uh, so, uh, no, it's I
3: did, good. Who's who's I, backed it? Want want
5: who's backed it? Yeah, have you? Has, is it? Does it being <laughs> gone or?
3: Well, no, I, it's, it's still, I it's still it. on. You can still get it on the late pledge. Um, I I did back it, but I understand anyone who didn't because it's Grey Fox Games. Grey Fox
6: show. Games. I know yeah. that's why I didn't back it. So that's
5: isn't that New it. Zealand? Are they new zealanders no the no, no. They're, no they're over in the us
0: okay
6: mm. uh, they did ragnarok
3: okay look. the Big dice rolling uh worker placement game um there's two of them champions of midgard that's gray fox games but that was a to retail that was, like <laughs> that's what i mean the, the the kickstarters have such a terrible reputation but they will go to retail, so you'll you'll be able to get yeah, it. Yeah, I
5: had uh, Rising Five. I think that was Grey Fox Games as well. Rising Five, I think it's called.
6: But I did want to go just reflect back. You know, Phil, you mentioned before we were talking Martin Wallace. We we talked about history. DG's uh, DG mate. I did mention Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Oh yeah. And Martin said he's going to start listening to it. So. <laughs>
4: well, I got G money onto that too. I think.
6: It's yeah, great.
5: It's good it's stuff. Great. Yeah. Really good
4: stuff. Like if you've got nothing to do for, you know, 60 hours and you want to listen to one <laughs> podcast, if you, have
5: no, if you have no life, log on to this oh, podcast. It yeah. is a brilliant podcast.
4: Yeah, individual episodes are like four hours. Um, and he puts one out every six months or so. But
5: unreal. Yeah. Totally right. recommend. Back to the topic. Shane, you're next.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
6: um,. So, like, I've done it. I've done a heap of stuff in the hobby outside of playing. I've probably done more stuff outside the hobby than actually playing board games, to be honest with you. Um, I, you know, I love. I won't do the community thing because, you know, I think we all love doing that and um, and and bringing together the Brisbane community, but also to the Australian community. And uh, I've done, um, you know, YouTube. You know, very early on, and that was a challenge. You know, that the boys set for me. Uh, I love doing that, and that was for the Dice Tower, um, and that was good fun. Um, but of recent times, I've enjoyed uh, painting, similar to you, Phil. Um, I've just finished the Bear Clan today for Blood Rage, so I have nice. all the clans done, all the major gods done. It's now got to start on the little little mini gods for Blood Rage. So, DG, I will not be emptying... emptying a Ziploc bag of all my pieces onto the table saying, <laughs> sort your shit out. Let me play Blood Rage. <laughs> uh, oh. And, uh, no, you haven't experienced that yet, Phil. He and... was digging
4: at me because that's what I did because I got rid of all the shitty tray inserts and just put it in a bag.
5: Mate, Dave, I've got a card and a token from your Western Legends sitting here Ooh. for you. Thanks, I for found I found them on the floor.
6: <laughs> okay. Good. Well, and Helen would probably too. say that's where they need to be. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'll, I'll check the vacuum cleaner when I'm empty in it, see if there's any more tokens in there, but I'm pretty sure it's in the two. Oh, that um, sucked. Oh, ah, right. oh, wow. <laughs> wow.
1: And, so and I... in, in response to you, Shane, actually, I wouldn't because that's one of my pet peeves is losing pieces losing to games. Pieces. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'd rather have We've a full even, game that's never played. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A full <laughs> game that's never played better than a half game that's still never played. To cool.
4: be honest, though, Western Legends is one of those games you could lose three quarters of the pieces. It wouldn't make any difference. Make <laughs> no. So much redundant crap in it, that it, game. It,
5: it was Johnny Ringo's, uh, qu- is one of the core quests that you get dealt out. So it's pretty. You need it
4: important for that person, but then you get to pick one of the other eighty people that are in the
5: game. <laughs> yeah, but then they got mine in, and I just like him because he shoots people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think
4: that's you, Phil. You shoot people.
5: So uh,
6: painting, oh. painting back to me, Phil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My time <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, paintings, paintings in there. But uh, one thing I am enjoying at the moment is playtesting. So I a knew play that test. was
5: coming up. That's uh, yeah, yeah. one thing because you are the playtesting king.
6: I'm loving my playtesting at the moment. I'm playtesting quite a few games. You just um, like your name in print, don't you? I do <laughs> like my name in print. My name is in print, uh, but uh, it's it's good fun. The best
4: thing with playtesting, Helen, is anybody can do it and your your opinion is valid. So mm. even if you're not good at gaming or you don't understand it clearly, maybe that's what the designer actually wants to
3: see. It's often more yeah. important than someone who knows what they're doing.
6: Yeah. yeah. But what I would love to do is actually design my own game. So I've got two floating around in my head at the moment, but I'd love to actually, you know, get going. Yeah, you know, when you look at Cat in the Box, right, Cat in the Box is such a simple game that someone just tweaked and made it amazing. So...
1: If you're going to do that, I had a suggestion when we were ga- I was gaming on Friday night, which was have a box that is kind of almost like you know the box opens up and become and it's all ready to go. So it's almost like you know a puzzle box in itself. So when you undo it and take the sides down, the game is set up.
6: The game is set up.
1: Hmm? That's my idea for. I have no concept of a game. but make the box really easy to use so that it's just (laughs) an easy setup. We did find the other
4: day, Men men at Work, the little um, dexterity game, there's a model or a a sort of variant of that you can play using the box. So it says literally just set it up in the box, like start building in the box by itself with the insert in it.
5: Well, do you remember remember the old days? You used to have the pop-up books, you know, you you open her up and uh, the the people used to pop up as you turn the pages? How oh, about a pop-up game? So you open the box, uh, all you've got a 3D board. That's my point. How cool would that be? It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? You turn around and it's like, shh, there it is. Here's your, like, whether it's a worker placement or area control, but all of a sudden there's mountains and lakes and castles and stuff and they all just pop up as you open up the board. That would you'd be make so leg- cool. Make
6: it a legacy, mate, and you'd have different different yeah, boards being get, built. Yeah.
5: yeah, you get to chop them all to pieces as you go.
6: Uh, but that's that's me um, I would love I love my playtesting but I would love to come up My own board game So,
1: Okay lucky last Dave eh? I would too mm.
6: okay,
0: well, yeah, i that Tim Yeah <laughs> I've, got
6: a, I've got a cracking banking game That would just be brilliant oh, similar, similar themes to City of the Big Shoulders DG I'm in already
5: Alright Dave on you mate
4: yeah, look, and I mean, I know I came up with the hobby and I just wanted to sort of get it, it. For me, it's a really broad discussion. Like, I'm quite partial to collecting, and it's something that I do a bit through Kickstarter and have some sort of unique stuff. Uh, it, it for, them, for me, flows on to I'm usually the guy that has the game. So, it, it naturally has grown out of the shop and it allows me to have like a lot of things in my space where I can sort of manage and, and lead a lot of the activities. Which also is something that I've sorta of wanted to do. So when I started board gaming, I it was barely even playing the game. Like I wasn't a board game, I was a sort of miniatures gamer. And for then it's it's grown into every time I do something, I'm like, Oh, there's these other things that you can do that are also fun. Like mm-hmm. I could retail for games and then I could get access to cool stuff early and then I could, you know, help people decide and grow other people's experience and collection. And that also makes me happy. And then we grow events and communities around the events and so for me it never ends i i'm always sort of dreaming or searching for other things to do in the hobby and a lot of times actually playing games comes last for me um Uh, so i don't get into the the printing and and i'm terribly at painting and i'd rather get other people to do that for me if i can but the the um the community building aspect and the sort of growing the hobby and the industry really gets me going
5: well you were talking a Couple of podcasts ago, the look on your daughter's face when uh, there was a uh, Kickstarter that came with her name on it. Yeah, and the game is not brilliant, but man, I I had a smile on my face all day thinking about that. It was yeah. just so cool.
4: Yeah, and and that's the this. There's moments like I I remember selling a game to somebody and with a gun to my head i would not have said that this person would enjoy this game it was a, a an almost brand new gamer she owned three board games she was well into her late 70s and she bought a kickstarter version of oath from me
0: huh. <laughs> and
4: i'm like that that's a long way apart and i said well i i hope you uh, sure you want to do this like there's other options and i can <laughs> recommend different games she goes no that's the one i want I Said, okay she immediately took it to her son's house and they played it through the entire thing. They played it for like wow. six, six weeks. Well,
5: that and is that like, is awesome.
4: I'm like, okay, I, I'm glad you enjoyed that game. And, and I learned something from this interaction as well. So you can't ever judge a book by its cover, but um, often that's really part of that is for me, the stories that you get from working and, pl- and in mm. interacting with people around the hobby. Um, I get so much out of that and, and I just love that sort of aspect of it. But similar to what you said earlier Steve, about running that first event i've I've always had a dream of running a big event and you know it's it's a big jump so i think working up to it's the sort of way to go but i can just i can almost taste what that event would look like with a thousand
3: people it's uh funny you say that because uh I, i work for a council up here at um in emerald now and they've got the community grants um opening up the round one community grants opening up for 2023 and I work in PR, so it's my job to promote this. So I was sitting in, with, in a meeting with the people, with the, the department that sets it all up. And um, I was just trying to get an idea for what it can be used for and what it can't be used for. And every one of my hypotheticals was, so if I was to run like a board game convention, <laughs> how would I? And they're like, are you applying for it, Steve? I'm like, I don't know yet. It depends on how you answer the next seven questions I have <laughs> that are all <laughs> hypothetical.
4: <laughs> and look, one of the best things I think we've run into is the community place. So Kylie at the community place, mm. she, she did fund a game library through a grant. So they have this amazing collection of about sort of 80 to 100 yeah. games. And a lot of those she bought secondhand through like markets or op shops or like people selling them non through the usual board game channel. So she's got some yeah. just gems in this collection um, and she's keen to, to use it. So we, we've had many good events there and we get really good turnout and it's much more of the um, connected sort of social aspects of the games rather mm. than turn up and see the latest cool hotness or, you know, talk to all these awesome people. It's it, come and play some fun games and have a pizza and have a chat.
5: I ordered a, uh- I think I ordered Dwellings uh, of Elderly off Dave. And it was the same thing. I did it one evening before I went to bed. And I came home from work and it was sitting on my deck. And I'm like, oh my God. Literally one one day delivery. Mm. And I think you and, got and your really, wife to drop it off, didn't you? Yeah.
4: well, and, and we sort of pulled in. Like it was a lot of help that we got to, to run the model. But it was how we. We wanted to set it up like Dan and I had a lot of discussions at the start of the business and it was around connecting community and replicating that experience that you get of when you buy a game and you spend 200 bucks on something, you want it, like you want to see it and and you want people to care about it. You don't just want the postie to come and chuck it at your house from the driveway. So, you know, getting it there quickly and getting it there with somebody you, you could actually have a relevant discourse about board gaming with, you know, it's a win. So yeah, we, we set it up intentionally to build and grow and foster a community of people and, and I think we were pretty successful and
6: a lot of you things did that. out of it. You did that. Yeah. A lot of things grown out of that. And um you know, our friendship grew out of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you sold me my one hundredth game. <laughs> I did. How many hundreds was that ago? No, nah, it was only a couple. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you don't hundreds. count
5: the ones you've sold, mate. You don't count the ones you've bought, the ones you've got
6: rid of. But uh, that was this war of mine, which is up there in one of my favourite games of all time.
4: Yeah, and and that's a, a very like hard to access part of the board gaming hobby is selling games. There's people that that buy a lot of games and then sell a lot of games, but just what setting are you trying to say, to sell games
5: What are you trying to say?
4: Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but you know, not not many people in this podcast have sold a copy of City of Big Shoulders. That's for sure.
1: Oh. <laughs> I've never seen, opened it or played it to begin with.
0: Yeah. You
2: you got I your copy you No. What? Yeah, I'm still happy. I'm still unhappy at Shane over that. Stop it! Yeah. <laughs> I was looking forward to game of that that night.
4: <laughs> my but name, I mean, my so they're selling. And they're selling like your own games, like secondhand, or this buying stuff that you don't realise you don't want of getting Kickstarters in, like uh, mm. you know, your first Kickstarter and then moving on before playing it. But often the the <laughs> retailing part of it is just there's not many people that do that and it's such a interesting, you know, for me it expanded my gaming repertoire and also my collection um, but also my connections into gaming. And so mm. now I know a lot more people because I chose to do that.
5: Mm. I, I pretty much know the answer to this but does do you actually know anybody who sells games buy them and sell them on for profit because like I'll buy a game because I want to play it the only
4: you re- always see people
5: the only reason um, I'll pass it on is if it's like yeah don't like it never gonna play it again mm. and I'll I, quite happy I mean, you uh, can see
4: it this weekend like Someone's trying to sell Frosthaven for $500. $650. Oh, what? $650. I'll oh, give
3: me the back
6: Packer costume any day of the week over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I
3: disagree fun. wholeheartedly with that statement. Um, but no, then you could play. Yeah. That doesn't Frozen mean, I, doesn't mean I agree with um, $650. But no. if I had the choice of the two, you <laughs> get off this podcast if
6: you choose the other. No, but I'd buy Frosthaven <laughs> about six months later for about 300 and well, i play it so, in uh, my back yeah. Packer costume. Even yes.
4: better. <laughs> but but that's it. Like a lot of people will try and, I guess, make a profit or or cash in on the hype of Kickstarters. So they'll buy them, then try and sell them, even if it's yeah. for a little bit more. Um, but oh, the only way that, that, that retail model works is the wholesale discount. And even then, it's fairly poor compared to a lot of you know, like consumer I'll, goods that get wholesale. I'll
5: pass on games I don't like, but I'm just quite happy to get what I paid from them, if you know what I mean.
3: Mm, that's right, yeah. So, I think we're like, all like Or even, that, a, even a little less. I, I, like, think, you know, I think if...
5: everybody's in the same vibe. It's like, we're not out to rot people. Mm. If it's not mm. your thing, as long as you break even, pass it on. Let somebody else enjoy it.
6: Mate, I'm happy to give away games.
5: <laughs> Duty
6: creatures up for grabs. I'll take that city <laughs> your big shoulders off your Shane if you, oh, no, <laughs> you don't have any more. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's stupid. I, I actually sold that game. And for what I paid for it but I still own Juicy Fruits <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
5: the, the one well, thing you hate yeah.
4: But sometimes yeah. you, you have to sell the games that you can get money for, like I moved on my Anachrony because I know the guy that was looking for it and he wasn't finding anywhere, when I knew I could mm. get another one if I wanted it so you know I was happy to move that on even though, I, so I got what I paid for it but I really wanted to keep it mm. but I also have 300 other games that I really don't play all that much but it, the, um, like it's probably a topic for another time talking about like the wholesale and the selling aspect of it, but your general price differences to, to make it um, like give you the inside workings of how the wholesaling works, it's around a 60% discount from recommended retail price. So if a game's a hundred bucks, the wholesale price is 60 bucks. And so if, if you sell it for retail, then you'll make 40 bucks mm-hmm. minus whatever your shipping and your fees and things like that are. Um, so... People, like, there's a lot of online vendors for board games. There's a lot of people that will sell them. But selling at retail, even then, in some cases, barely covers your cost if you're looking at things like staffing and rent. Mm-hmm. Um, board games are not a way to make money no. in, in any
3: any shape.
5: Wow. All right. Well, the last thing that I said was the New Year's resolutions on gaming. Are we going to do that? Just one each? Maybe just yeah. a quickie? Do 1H? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, oh well, my name is at the top of the list that I'm looking at. So, bugger. <laughs> okay. um, look, I'm going to be a lot more selective on my buy in. And I want to play the games I've got. Hmm. And that's where it is, because I've got like 250 odd games. And there's probably a hundred of them there I haven't played yet. Why am I buying new games? Yeah. Because getting... there's new
4: games come out that you want, Phil. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, not really. I'm buying old games.
4: Yeah, you do do a bit of that.
5: But they're the games you
1: want to buy, right? Ones that you've played already and know you like.
5: Yeah, and I, like, you know, this old, uh, the FOMO, the fear of missing out, and you've got to have the newest and the... We're not playing so many fantastic games to play a crappy one which has got good miniatures and oh you know, just got the hype.
4: Well the best thing is with the community, especially the one that we have, someone's got it. Like you that's can true. often yeah. reach out and you'll know somebody that owns that new hotness game that you want to play.
5: Well that's exactly right. Like um maybe we should do this like I don't know, like, I know you've got your own board game geek lists. Can you share them so everybody knows what they've got? Because I think you
6: just follow. If you follow follow any, anyone on Board Game mm. Geek, you can see their list, mate.
5: And is it <clears> much <throat> point in having 20 copies of Brass Birmingham in the North Brisbane area? Probably not. I've got the game. Yeah. It's been sitting on my shelf. I've played it four times, but it's never been my copy. Hmm. Well,
6: it's similar you to know, uh, In- Ingrid and Shane messaged me today and said, have you bought Kanban EV yet? And I said, no, because you've got it.
5: Yeah, and, she, and <laughs> um, the, the, There's the a, almost a feeling
3: it. of like, you feel almost guilty when you say that, but it just makes sense. Like, so long as you haven't got, like, even if you do have a freeloader that, just doesn't buy any games and is happy to come along. They're still playing games that you want to play. Like I, I agree. Like that, that whole idea of a of a library system, you know, amongst friends is, is makes just makes sense.
5: It does, doesn't it? Because games are not cheap. You know, like they can start from what sixty bucks up to hundreds. So, hmm. what... I don't know how
4: much does charity party, Steve.
2: <laughs>
5: Too much. <laughs> has, <laughs> it, has that One a right soul? Hole? Didn't,
4: didn't you buy it, Dave? I did, yeah. It was 38 bucks off Amazon.
5: Just I want to play it.
4: Oh, I'll bring it along.
1: I do agree with you, though. I think that if you have it in your group and they're the people you're always going to play with, why would you buy extra copies now that Dave doesn't have a shop? Back then, I would have said, like, no, everybody should have their own copy. <laughs> <laughs> but now, yeah, I agree. Um, and then I just... Think that you know. I'm trying to only buy the games that I know that I need to own, so that if anything happens, or you know, I'm playing with completely mm. different people in the future, I have that game. I can teach it to my kids when they're older. All of those yeah. sorts of things, but keeping it to those core games that you already know you love, not that you're assuming you might.
3: Yeah, I've just on that same thing. I, I, I have every Marvel Champions pack, every hero pack, every big box, every villain pack. I've got it all. But I'm not buying any more because I'm like, I've probably for the last eight months, I haven't played that game. And it's for two reasons. One, I played a lot of it solo, which is great fun. But uh, and but mainly because I much prefer not to play solo games. And now I've got a son who likes to play games and he doesn't like it. So it just never gets played. And I'm like, well, why am I keeping investing in this when I, you know, when I'm like, I'm buying a pack that I'm probably never going. All I'm going to do is buy it, pay for really expensive Dragon Shield sleeves, sleeve it, put it in a box, and go. Cool. I now have everything. So, um, my just to, to move on from. Sorry to, to steal someone's microphone and say that's what my and my my board game resolution is this year is to break away from that completionist attitude in the hobby, um, and and just buy things that will get used rather than things that just complete a set
5: so like well
4: and sorry but infill you that i think that's why the business model of those lcgs is really hard because you can never complete it it's it's new things coming out every month you have to keep buying mm-hmm. so you, the completion is part of you like you can still fulfill that with other things you can buy everything to do with a single game like all the expansions and then you're done and it will sit there and you know things like scythe you could buy mm-hmm. that and it's finished but Marvel Champions, well, there's a new pack every month, and they're going to keep going for as long as people keep buying that stuff.
5: Yeah. All right. Oh, oh you've mixed up all the names.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: well,
1: you've only done you, so really you can pick And I everyone. jumped
5: in with mine, so and you I, can I did change. But, You know, Steve's done as well. So, yep. like, Salon's next, then. Huh? Sure
1: um my new year's resolution is to just play as many different games as possible so games that i've never played before i think that um especially hanging out with you guys i have the least knowledge and so anything i could do to expand that knowledge would be really good uh this week alone i've played two games i've never played before which was Arc nova and cascadia uh so just really and loving it love i love learning a new game i love um the enjoyment of seeing how different people play them.
5: Can I ask and, a yeah, question? And yeah, so that's yes. How long did Ark Nova take? If if, like, if wingspan <laughs> takes five hours, how long did Ark Nova? Take?
1: <laughs> we, in fairness, there was only three of us, so we did manage to get it done in four hours. However, wow, when we speed were talking Nova. about pardon
5: speed Nova. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, yeah, well, when, but when they were trying to explain the game to me, we started with, well, you're building a zoo, and um, and then we're like, for Matt Damon to buy because he bought a zoo. And then <laughs> and 40 minutes later talking about who's your favourite Sherlock. So, I mean, four hours of gameplay, but technically it took us five. And that's
5: and no where black, we differ no because I...
1: Talk.
5: Pardon? No Black Widow talks? Because isn't Scarlett Johansson the zookeeper in No, the... so we
1: brought Black Widow up because um, my friend was like, I always get her confused with that other one, Charlize Theron. I'm like, how? How do you get Scarlett Johansson and Charlize Theron? They're literally both blonde but polar opposites in every other way. And I'm like, Scarlett Johansson's a Black Widow. And he's like, who? because he doesn't watch Marvel. And so I'm like, wow, trying to explain, oh, well, have you seen He's Just Not That Into You? I mean, she was a child actor. She did a movie with horses. Like, I don't know where to go here. So, yeah.
3: When I play Ark Nova, I'm immediately thinking of episode one of the Mighty Boosh and Rich Fultz is in there trying to <laughs> sell a pocket cup. Yeah. I, I always get a stand. You know the stands that give you the um, the money? I'm like... And I just, I just picture Rich Fulcher in there selling pocket cups every time. The <laughs> like, kiosk? Yeah, the kiosk. Yeah,
1: <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, I love the game, though. Great game. Really enjoyed it. Can't wait to play it again. But, yeah, I think you so might be in the
4: wrong fun. place if you're looking for gaming advice, though. Like, we're glad <laughs> to have you oh, on no. board, but this podcast is not the fount of knowledge.
1: Oh, no, I don't plan to take your guys' advice on any game to play. I'm just saying I'd like to know more. So when you're like, oh, you know, I've played this. I've Like, I've never played Gloomhaven. I've never played Twilight Imperium. I've never played, you know, Big Shoulders. I've never played Puerto Rico. So just to expand it so I at least know what the hell you guys are talking about.
5: Look, there's, there's that many games out there. It's impossible to have played them all. Physically impossible. You can't do it. So, there's oh, always, oh, like, like games you, games you just mentioned you got 100 games of
3: your do. own that you haven't played yet. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, knock and, those ones and, off first.
5: And if you've got a family, kids, house, this, yeah, so can I play a game? No, I've got to mow the lawn. Can I do hmm. this? No, I've got to paint the walls. This, you've got to uh schedule your time, and there's only so much you can do to for your hobbies. I completely yeah. agree. DG, you're up next, mate.
4: Me. Uh, news resolution. So I I have a bunch of side projects that I've been trying to get off the ground for the last six months, really, but I'm I'm going to hit the button and I'm gonna make sure some of those get done this year. So I'm gonna start my uh, my not for profit sort of foundation, gaming foundation. I'm gonna kick off the Brisbane board gaming connecty scene thing. So watch this space. There'll be way more information coming at some stage. But it's, for me, doing the things that i procrastinated about doing for six months or more. Awesome. That's
5: awesome. Well, man.
1: anytime you want to move to the south side and have some games on the south side, nah, so I don't nor to sa- pay tolls. North side,
6: best
5: side. Go, mate, no, mate no, don't become a ahead. Mexican. Don't go over yeah. the border. <laughs>
1: <laughs> north side, best side. Good to know
5: all where right. I stand. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. <laughs> G-Money, <laughs> save me, please. Ah, no, all right. you, will <laughs> never, you will never ever save me. I know that. No.
2: I'll kick you under the bus more, fell. There's plenty of room still under there. Man, that's what the reverse gear um, is for. That's it. I was playing board games the other night, and um, we were chatting about how we're lucky that we get opportunities to play a lot of games. Like, just because we've got a lot of people who play them, but also a lot of people who teach them. Uh, DG's really good at teaching games. Um, you know, Thanks, he always man. he always puts himself last, which always infuriates me, because you always seem to miss out on good opportunities at times.
5: Nay, he, he me else sit first. your big shoulders. Crushed oh, me. no, that's sitting in big shoulders.
2: Yeah, he'll crush anybody at that. Yeah, like, yeah.
5: And um, laughed in my face. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, you poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was chatting to people, I was saying like, you know, how lucky we are for people who who teach, but someone made a really good point that, um, all teachers need good students. So my new year's resolution is to try to be like as good as like a student for new learning new games. If people are willing to teach them. Nice.
0: But you still
1: need to bring your banter. Because otherwise, you know, that's what you always bring, do you know what I mean, to the table is your silliness and and all of that. So be a good student, but make sure you're still the student that sits at the back of the class, you know, throwing paper airplanes.
2: Yeah, I can't do anything different.
5: Have you, have you ever been to one of the uh, uh, game days when G-Money teaches? He's quite serious. Yeah. Freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> Only with you, Phil.
0: <laughs>
5: he freaked me out. It's like... It's like, come on! It's like, no, there's no trash talk, and he's—he's he's very um, like a teacher. I was like, <laughs> like a teacher. Yeah, he's fucking with my head. <laughs> yeah. You know, G
4: Money's being serious when there's no puns. Like that's it. He's focused and Ooh. concentrating.
5: Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, <laughs> we've got. I think we got Shane next. Uh, Steve, Steve next.
3: No, no, I, I I I jumped in on someone else's and talked about oh, uh, yeah, well, giving um, up my completionism and spending oh, money it... only spending money on games that are actually hitting the table. Lucky yeah, last
6: chain. All right. Well this one's going out to my lovely wife Lauren. I'm not buying another game. Kickstarters are not included. <laughs> 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 Until yeah, I have a Kickstarter played
5: Kickstarter theoretically has already been paid for.
6: Theoretically, but I am not buying another game until I've played all the ones that I haven't played yet. And so unlike, you know, so very much like you, Phil, I have probably about 100 games sitting there that I haven't even touched. So um, yeah,
5: but I, I, I need I, to spend I, some time and play those. It's actually believable. So you're not going to buy a game until you've played the 100 you haven't played yet? Correct.
4: Well, Did Shane's got a it? really easy way around that. You can sell the ones you haven't played yet.
5: Yeah,
6: I could, I could, but I, I don't because the ones that are in shrink, I, I, I'm really hanging out to play. And I just, I need to find time and just play them. And um, a lot of them are solo so, or soloable. So um, I am keen to get them
5: to the table. So you, you must all admit, like you've got all these games you want to play and it's not from the lack of wanting to play them. It's time or player count. It's amazing how we're all—all the little things have to line up to be able to play certain games, don't they?
6: They do. But the thing is, I keep buying more games to add to my collection that I don't play. So Mm. I'm not buying another one. Bar Kickstarter. Mm. That's little hashtag there. And um, but I will not be buying another board game until I've played. Like I I just bought—I bought Dawn of the Zeds and Star Trek Frontiers the other day. Two awesome games. But mind you, I've got Robinson Crusoe and First Martians still sitting there I haven't played. I I can go on a a massive list of games that I need to play before I even look at buying another one. So, Lauren, you're hearing it in Episode 9. No more board games. Um, Have you
3: played Glory to Rome
6: yet? I have played Glory to Rome, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, you played that with me. I've played that quite a few times. We, we, and, uh,
5: we played it on the Aspley.
6: No, we played it at the, the library, I think. Played at the library, yeah. Ashgrove, yeah. Ashgrove, Ashgrove, yeah. Ashgrove, Ashgrove. Yeah. and um, and there's the new version coming out very soon too. So, which I kickstarted. So, what are we playing on Tuesday, Shane? Tuesday. What do you want to play? Alright, start with just start the start.
1: Yeah, what's on your list? Yeah.
6: Mystica?
5: On my list? Shane, you Terra, myst- say, yeah, yes, Terra yes. Mystica. Yes, yes, Terra
6: Mystica, Dave. Right. I'd love to play Terra Mystica. Got I'll bring coming. my copy.
5: I'm in as well, mate. So I know you did a good teach last time. So I'll have a go with that.
4: Done. There we go. So three of the five spots are filled before the podcast comes out and we'll let you know how it went. And uh, I, I better...
1: may <laughs> come over to the dark side.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Four yeah, of talent. the five G-Money do you want to play So then we'll have a full game That we can talk about in the podcast Before we play it
1: uh,
2: I don't think I can this week uh, Soft
6: Steve it's not far You can yeah. just... <laughs> <laughs> traveling just, put a,
3: just Just put an iPad there And I'll jump on On my oh, messenger yeah. And play talk to you guys at the table
5: Well Thank you very much For uh, Listening to our podcast My name is Phil And thank you from Helen, Steve, Shane, and G-Money. Thanking you. Have I forgotten? Thanks, mate. You You
6: did well, lucky Phil.
5: You haven't forgotten anyone,
3: but you have got one task at hand, and that is to come up with what we're talking about next time. That's
5: right. I've got an interesting one. Um, You've all got a Board Game Geek account, correct? Mm -hmm. Where you log your games and your collections? I can create one.
4: (laughs) Collections, not
6: plays or anything.
5: No, not a place, but your collection. So you go on yes. your yep. Board Game Geek and you, you, you see which games you own. So, I, Phil,
6: for, for insurance purposes, yes, I have my collection listed in Board Game Geek.
5: <laughs> right. So what I want to know is your 10 lowest rated games and why you've got them in your collection. Okay.
6: Good one.
3: That's Excellent. Good
5: one. So not your top games, but your lowest rated games. And Rated, rated games by others.
3: Still in our collection. So what we've rated them. No, 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 what you know? not,
5: not what you've rated. So ah, so if you have a look okay. at Board Game Geek, and you 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 can actually inverse it, and it'll say that uh, blah blah yeah. blah is two thousand two hundred and twenty-one on the Board Game Geek ranking. Yep. Nice. So good on one. your top. Lowest ball game, well, highest ball game rankings. If you know what I mean, hmm. yep. And why you've got them in your collection, and why everyone else is wrong. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> the Roll and rot episode one right episode of Wonder
0: Again. Oh. <laughs>